Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Cole Harden, and you just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I ain't had no shoes, I would have been cool with some vans. Early before school, I seen All right, today we got Cole Harden jumping off the porch with us today. Yes, sir. What's good? How you doing? How you feeling, gang? I'm great. I'm great. For, For sure. sure. It's a pleasure yes, to have you here with us today, man. Same with you, man. Same with you. For sure. I'm glad to be here. For sure. Nah, for real, man. So, so tell us, what you out here working on in Atlanta? See, I'm I'm here with y'all, man. I'm here with y'all. Yes, sir. So for those who wouldn't know, how would you describe life back at home in Ohio? Man, it's it's Ohio's known as country, man, but it's, it's it's really not. It's a lot of big cities. You got Cleveland, Columbus, Akron, Denadi, shit like that. But then you got a whole bunch of small towns too, like Canton, um, Youngstown, stuff like that, with eighty thousand, a hundred thousand. Man, Ohio's really money, man. It's money. So, what part of the city are you from? I'm from Newark. Yeah, it's probably like thirty minutes away from Columbus. About fifty thousand people. That's real. That's real. So how would you describe your childhood coming up? Man, I grew up in a trap house. I grew up, my uh, my mom was on drugs and stuff. But uh, see, my mom from Maryland and my sister was like five years old. She came to Ohio to get off crack and shit. And she met my dad through AA. And her and my dad like had me or whatnot. And they broke up like a, probably like a year later. And my mom was just struggling through drugs. You know what I mean? So by the time I was like six years old, we had basically like moved and she had got with some new dude. And that's when like she went from partying like barely to like just being full blown on drugs. So I was just growing up basically like she would just uh, sell the house out to people, you know what I mean, for drugs and shit, you feel me? So in my room, it'd be four, five, six, seven drug dealers in my room. So I just grew up thinking that shit was cool. You feel me? I grew up thinking all oh, that shit was cool. So before I could even be a kid, I was already grown. And then by the time I was 12 years old, I was in jail my whole childhood up. Yeah. So you basically grew up in a trap house. Trap house in jail, basically, for yeah. sure. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? By like 11 or 12, started robbing shit, uh, toting guns, stuff like that. I was I was broke as fuck. I was I was tired of looking looking dingy. You know what I mean? Like I had no confidence due to like my whole first, second, third grade. I'm in school in church clothes and hand-me-downs. And you know what I mean? Like. I had no type of affection. I see my dad like twice a month and my dad gave me like that clarity, but I was scared of him because I went from like being in a, a a house where I'm I'm a kid, but I'm basically a dog though. You know what I mean? Like my mom would be gone sometimes all night and I'd be in there by myself, six, seven, eight years old. But I go to my dad's house, it ain't like that. Like I can't just go into the kitchen. I can't just do none of that. My dad on my ass. So um basically, um, before I could even, I don't even know. <laughs> Straight up. 
So how have you been changing your life since, you know what I'm saying, you've been home and shit? Man, I've been home two years and See, I was 17, I was 17, I went to the joint. I was 17, came home when I was 21, and I, I ain't never like had rent, I ain't never bought a car, I never did nothing. When I was home before I was a kid, but I was in the streets, and I haven't even been in school since ninth grade. But anyway, I um, I came home and I just stayed on myself now, you know what I mean? I, I, I got homies I fuck with and shit like that, but at the same time, though, I just I just stayed up myself. I got my vision, and I let my vision grow and grow as it needs to grow, you feel me? I just focus on my family and shit like that, you know what I mean? Just trying to change my mind, my mindset, and keep on, because you can't change this shit overnight, you know what I mean? It takes time, but I'm just growing and trying to eventually adapt into something else. For sure. So what would you say is the hardest part about adapting to your new life and leaving your former life behind? <sighs> I be feeling like I'm faking half the time. Like even just like, cause you know, you know how this shit go, fake love, you gotta give them up this fake love and just act like, I don't know. Like it's just really hard to be yourself when, man, I don't know, like I'm anti-social. I don't really like talking to people. So I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a big difference because I don't know, it's just a big difference. For sure. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned so far? My biggest life lesson is you, you and you. Nobody else, ain't nobody gonna be there for you. Nobody gonna help you. You gonna have people that love you and, and will help you, but can't nobody help you like you. So what would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make? Family and just time and stuff, for sure. What would you say is the biggest obstacle you had to overcome so far in your life? My biggest obstacle? Man, uh, deaths. Definitely deaths and being away from, from loved ones. So how did you end up making music? Man, when I was a kid, I used to uh, I used to love Eminem, 50 Cent, Jada Kiss, Ja Rule, shit like that. But I used to rap when I was like six. Like I would write raps and stuff. I, I have uh, I have um, raps that I written like 2004, five and stuff. So basically, um, I never had no confidence though. So I would just do it like out of you know what I mean, boredom and shit. I'm, I'm in jail, and my whole time in jail from like when I was 12 to 21, I used to always write raps, but I, t I, w I wouldn't tell nobody though, you know what I mean? So basically, like I would just keep them to myself or like like when I was in a joint, when my celly would leave the cell or when I was in Lucasville by myself in the cell, I would just rap like to myself, but I would just never write it down. I would just freestyle for hours and shit, but I just never ever like had a, a passion to take it to like a, a, you know what I mean, a career, you know what I mean? On top of that, you know, I'm white, so it's hard for a white rapper on top of that, you know what I mean? So I just never took it serious, but then I came home from the joint. My first day I came home and linked up with my, uh, my best friend and he had ended up meeting someone like a couple of years prior and his name was Corey and me and him ended up linking up and being like this and he did music. And um, I was home for like a year and he ended up passing away. And like right before he passed away, like like we was uh, we was rapping together, and he was like uh, basically like trying to like like get me to rap. You feel me? And I'm like, nah, this this ain't me. Like I ain't no rapper. You feel me? Like at the time, I'm 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 just I'm I'm dope dealing. You feel me? Like, I'm not even worried about nothing else. Like I'm just trying to get some money. I'm hustling. And he tell me like, nah, you got a story, but you gotta tell that shit. And that's always been my goal. Like even years before that, I just know somehow I want to get my story out and try to change lives. You feel me? So anyway. He died, and the moment he died, I started writing raps. And he died uh, June 20, uh, 2020. And from June 2020 to April 21st, I mean, April 21, 
I wrote probably 400 raps, but I didn't record none. And then I linked up with uh, No Love from Cleveland, shout out No Love. And me and him ended up doing a little song or whatnot. And um, he gave me the motivation to actually start recording consistently, you feel me? Because I was trying to take my time and still learn and learn, but. That's real. What elements of life brings out the best of you and your music? Struggle and pain. I don't know. I, I don't be trying to like censor anything. Like, like when I do my music, I just, I got different moods. You know what I mean? I might have some moods I'm yelling and talking shit. And I might have some moods where I'm just strictly about pain and strictly about the struggle and just fucked up. And you know what I mean? Like it just really depends on what I'm going through in that moment for real. How would you describe your current thoughts on the rap game? I feel like, man, I feel like it's really, uh, man, I don't even know, to be honest with you. I feel like it's really hard to, uh, to, to find your place, especially because like, man, it's, 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 it's so many good artists, but on top of that though, people don't really know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, like it's so many gimmicks, it's, it's so many brands that people are building their music off of rather than just their music. And I just feel like the talent don't really hold no more. You know what I mean? It's more on, on who got the money, who's doing this, who's popping, you feel me? I feel like it's more of a like, people just fuck with who's popping. That's real. What would you say is the biggest risk you took for your career that paid off? By far linking up with No Love in Cleveland, just because like that would, I don't fuck with mainstream artists, you know what I mean? Like I do, but like I always fuck with artists before they get big. Like I fucked up with Rod Wave four years ago. I fucked up with Polo G four years ago, you know what I mean? But No Love is like one of my favorite artists just because like I could relate to what he got going on. And we linked up in Cleveland and did a, a song and Fifth Boy was in there, and uh, I fucked with both of them or whatnot, you know what I mean? Especially in the joint in Ohio, like they big on the music scene, you feel me? So I did a song with them and they just fucked it with me tough and just told me like, bro, you gotta keep going, you gotta keep going. Like you hard, bro, you feel me? And just people that I looked up to, cause I never had music in my, in my vision, you feel me? So for people that I listened to for years, tell me like- If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's. Bro, you hard. I fuck with you. Like, that shit really means something. For sure. What would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make for your career? My biggest sacrifice, for sure, being away from my family. Being away from my family and uh, my son. And I don't know how many times I've been in the studio, my son screaming, da 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 da. That shit, that shit hurt. But I just know the vision gonna pay off. Yeah. How important is fatherhood to you? Very important. Fatherhood is, is, is the most important thing to me, to be honest with you. But, I mean, someone gotta do something, so just hopefully shit pay off 10, 20 years from now, we can just live our life. Yeah. So how would you describe the music scene back at home in Ohio? Man, it's turning Ohio. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Ohio, but I just, ain't no one really, I don't know, like Cleveland would be putting on for Ohio. But it's just so many talent that's not being seen for real. Like Columbus 40, the only one that really turned up in Columbus. And now that you got like Roadrunner TV, but it's just so many hard rappers that's not really being seen for real. 
Why do you think people overlook the talent coming out of Ohio? I feel like a lot of uh, artists in Ohio don't really put into the market. I feel like they, a lot of people feel like you just can just drop music and they just be heard by everyone without running ads and just trying to do everything they can to get their music out there, yeah. being serious. So what motivated you to drop four music videos in four weeks? Man, cause I'm still learning my voice. I'm still getting confident with myself. You know what I mean? So to be honest with you, I'm working on so much, like me, me and T9 got a song uh, coming out. Me and Lil Craig got some more projects we working on and stuff. But before I dropped like my best shit, I just wanted to drop like some, some, you know what I mean? Like some all right shit that I thought was cool, but not like, I'm a perfectionist, you know what I mean? So I just said, fuck it, I'm just gonna drop as much as I can, you know what I mean? So it just, it just came like that for real. Yeah. So if you can explain each of the four songs and visuals to us. Right, right. All right, so you got Grand for Grams, my first, my first video. And I went back to my old neighborhood and um, basically, uh, it's just me talking about like when I was uh, when I was a kid, how I was basically see um, junkie smoking work, and you know what I mean. Just everything I went through for real. It was kind of like an introduction to my life. You feel me? But we had went to like like a little trap house and shit, and you feel me? I uh, I had a geek wake me up and whatnot, like the beginning of the video. But then in the middle of the video, we was doing a skit, and motherfucker got pop, and that's. What like the first two days I had like 3,000 views straight from just Newark, Ohio, just strictly from that because everyone was waiting just to see that fight and shit, you feel me? But uh, that video was kind of my favorite just because of what I could bring off, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to let people know, like, man, I, I'm versatile as well, you know what I mean? And then my second video with Lil Cray, I had that song for like a year. And I'm just like, man, I want to do another video. And I hit him up and he was free. You feel me? We just shot the video. I didn't even like my part of the song. I was waiting to redo it for real. But as soon as I had did the video, everyone got, I got great feedback. You feel me? And uh, that's why me and him uh, did some more music together just because people like us together. You know what I mean? For sure. How important do you feel creative direction is when you're putting your videos together? I feel like it's very important. I feel like it's different, different strokes for different folks though. You feel me? Like. My first video, I, I was doing all type of shit. I gotta do this, I gotta do this. My second video, not so much. And then my other videos, I just for real, just found a little location and just turned up, you know what I mean? But I feel like in time, you can do so much shit. I feel like videos are very important. I'm just trying to build up my, my fan base still, you know what I mean? Keep on dropping and kind of get what my fans like the most from me, you know what I mean? Straight up. So what is it that we can expect from your upcoming project? You can expect a lot of good shit though. You can expect a lot of uh, more videos, uh, some good features, um, and hunger. I'm hungry. I'm coming for sure. Straight up. So, do you feel that living through such a traumatic state in life molded you to be the person you are today? For sure. For sure. I uh, I never realized like I don't know like when you go through traumatic shit as a kid or even just like your whole life like you kind of think it's normal. You feel me? So I didn't really even realize like my life was as traumatic as it was until I got with my girl. And you feel me? You know like you know your girl trying to pick you off, see what you've been through, what you went through. And you know girls got sympathy. You feel me? So as soon as I'm telling shit like like I think it's time she's probably crying me telling her my life story and shit. You feel me? So just me being with my girl alone let me realize like that I was fragile due to my past that I never, you know what I mean, kind of acknowledged, you know what I mean? Because when you a kid and you screaming for affection and love and you never getting it, you know what I mean? You end up becoming cold-hearted as fuck. That's where you get my name from. Yeah, that's real. 
Yes, sir. So how would you describe the relationship with your parents today? My dad ended up shooting himself when I was uh, locked up. I, I had just uh, probably did like six months on, I mean, six months in on a, a four year bit. And my dad ended up killing himself or whatnot. And um, that fucked me up just because me and him never really got a chance to build while I was an adult, you know what I mean? I turned 18 and got shipped to adult prison two days later, you feel me? And I only seen him one time. So when, when that happened, it, it fucked me up a lot. But me and my mom, we good, though. We grown, we learning, you know what I mean? We, we building for sure. That's real. So talk to us about your grind as an independent artist. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I just, everything I do, I try to put music into it. Even if I'm just watching football, I'm writing raps about football, you know what I mean? If I'm in a shower, I'm freestyling, you know what I mean? If I'm sleeping, I'm damn near probably thinking about how I'm gonna make a next music video or a song or something. That's real. So what would you say is the biggest challenge that comes along with being an independent artist? It's hard to do everything yourself. It's hard. And on top of that, like, it's just not music, you feel me? So you gotta learn how to do all type of shit. And then you gotta keep shit coming. Like, if I don't know, like I had, when I first did my first song, people was fucking with me. And then I kind of lost myself in the, the learning process in a few months. Like everyone kind of forgot I, I did music, you know what I mean? So it's kind of important to keep on dropping and keep that, keep that building. Cause every, I feel like every project you do, you gain more fans and different fans. You know what I mean? Like every, every little thing you do, you gain a different type of um, acknowledgement from it, I feel like. Yeah. Would you ever consider signing to a major label? It'll have to be right, but I don't, I don't really have that on my sights right now for real. I'm just, cause I know I can do that shit myself for real. All they gonna, all, all they gonna do is invest in me and put me in the right direction. But I could just do what they do myself, invest yeah. in myself and put myself in the right direction. So what would you say is the ultimate goals for your career? Some of the ultimate goals you have set for yourself? Man, just to not give up. I don't even know. Like, I don't really even have no expectations for real. Like, cause I know where I'm going, like, bro, I'm great. But at the same time, like, I'm still learning. Like, this shit ain't easy to me, you feel me? It's not, it's not natural to me, you know what I mean? I had to learn how to do shit and I'm still learning how to do shit. So just the, just the hunger, like, bro, I'm never quitting. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing this shit for 10 years without getting the, the flowers I deserve. I'm gonna keep on doing it for another 10. Yeah. So what else are you working on right now? Shit, me and T9 got a song uh, I'm finishing up. Uh, me and Lil Cray got a couple songs together. Uh, and I'm just working on uh, getting as many songs by myself as I can, you know what I mean? I probably got like 30, 40 songs done, but I'm a perfectionist, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to get about another 100 songs done. I'm gonna just go through them, put a little project together or whatnot and figure out how I'm gonna drop it. For sure. Right Any last words and shout outs? For sure. Shout out to my wife. Shout out my son, Talik. And just shout out, uh, shout out you, man, watching this shit. Turn up for yourself. For sure. So cold hearted. We appreciate having you today, gang. I ain't had no shoes, I would have been cool with some vans. Early before school, I seen junkies smoking vans. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.